friend. Hello. What's up? Oh, life. Yes. Life but... is lifing right now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say the people don't they don't know how. No, life I know is. they don't know, but life is lifing at least for me right now. A lot's been going on, but yeah. How about for you? Yeah, about the same stuff. Well, you've tuned in to another episode of QID. The podcast that starts with a conversation about wedding planning and all of that with your spouse, but then kind of evolves into just overall opening up, sharing details, warm and fuzzies with your spouse. episode we've been trying to get Omi on the show for a long time for those that don't know Omi is basically before it was who I do there was always Desti with Omi Desti land because she planned her destination wedding and she basically turned that into an online community of brides and Desti friends and all of that and I absolutely was so excited for us to finally sit down and talk with her because life kept changing and we had all these moments where we try to connect, try to do it. Then something would happen. We'd have to push it off. Like seriously, like a year and a half, it took us to get her on the show, which we go into detail a little bit more about um, once the, the conversation begins, but I was happy to talk to her. Like granted, I think it's been maybe what, two months now since that since we recorded, I, I really don't remember. Yes, this episode was really, really good. Um, I think we dive more into the marriage discussion. Um, and I think you get to hear a little bit more from Ashley and I on our thoughts and also our feelings on just relationships in general. This is a good, long little episode. So enjoy. So when did weddings start costing more than a Prius, y'all? And how do you cut wedding costs without it looking like a sad little graduation party? Well, you can automatically cut your floral budget by over 50% by DIYing your wedding flowers with Flower Moxie. Flower Moxie is a DIY flower company that ships all over the U.S. They sell gorgeous wholesale flowers that you can build yourself in only a couple of days before your wedding. We're talking about bouquets, flower arches, centerpieces. They got a tutorial for everything, okay? So I know you're thinking, whoa, isn't that super stressful and hard? Well, Flower Moxie was founded by an actual wedding florist. So the tricky parts like quantities, color palettes, and floor recipes are all figured out for you. They have over 40 collections to choose from. It's kind of like Blue Apron, but for flowers. Also, they have such a fun, inclusive brand. And their website literally says things like, we won't leave you with your boobs flapping in the wind. I mean, how can you not want to exchange BFF necklaces instantly? So if you want to cut your flower budget in half, double your bragging rights, and create the absolute best wedding memories by building your bouquets with your bridesmaids, order your DIY flowers from Flower Moxie by going to flowermoxie.com slash you I do and you get free shipping when you spend $500 or more you also get access to their DIY masterclass and customer only tutorials fancy 
Well, we have a very, very special guest, a guest that we've been trying to get on the show for such a long time, but it's finally happened. So happy. So, so happy. Guess, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, I would absolutely love to introduce myself. Hi, everyone. Hi, beautiful ladies that I'm looking at right now. My name is Omi Allen, and I am a destination wedding coach. I am the creator of BlackDestinationBride.com, also the Desti Guide to Destination Weddings, which is a podcast and a YouTube channel that's all about teaching couples how to plan a destination wedding. I interview people. I've never been interviewed before. So I'm so excited to be on here. That's, that's who I am. So hi. All of the things, (laughs) all of, all of the things you we're so happy to have you on because as we told you before, like we were listening to you before we started this, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you've been around and you've been like, helping so, so many brides navigate this space. Cause there are so many destination brides and so many black destination brides. So you're doing the work. Uh, I appreciate that. It's so funny. I had a bride who was like, like you created hashtag black destination bride. I was like, yeah, I actually did. I remember going on Instagram and it did not exist. And I was the first, if you look up hashtag black destination bride, That was me blogging my 200 day journey, which was like every single day I blog like day 200. This is what I did. This is what I expect, you know, what what I went through and I got super crazy real, which is what I love about your show. You guys are just like super funky with it. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I remember when y'all popped up and it's been a while, but this is just, you know, it's been five years now. And I've got a community and I've watched y'all and y'all are big and popping and doing all the things. And it's great to see more color in the industry now. So Mm -hmm. for sure, because we know how how it can be. (laughs) Yes. Yes. How it is. Yes. Yes. It needs to be more of us out there, you know, like not just us, to be honest, you know, but there's more to go around, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. And it's funny because now at this point, my community like always been about just making sure that there were people, everyone could look and see someone that looked like them. So definitely yeah. with our Black community, but just women of color, people of color of all shapes and sizes and economic backgrounds and mm-hmm. all of the things like you can afford it, you can do it no matter what. So my community now, I just had like a live Q&A and I had a Colombian, I got it's black, it's a Puerto Rican, it's a white, it's a everything. We're all everything. different and sizes and it's just great wow. to see that because you can't really look at a magazine and see that or you don't really see that like that. So Right. And honestly, I mean, when you think of like destination weddings, sometimes I feel like that's not even that visible when you see like weddings in the media, you know, like every now and then, like if there's a celebrity that goes off and does something that gets covered, but like outside of that, not too much. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's what's sad. And that's what's crazy about it. But when I was planning, uh, well, my husband and I, I'm always saying I, I, I. So when I say I, that means us, just so y'all know, I'm gonna put that out there because he listened Mm -hmm. and gonna be like, it's our wedding. So (laughs) when we were planning, um, it was just, you, you didn't see it. You didn't, 
it was just one of those things where we talked to our family and it was like, mm, must be nice or like, like we don't do that or it's just so hard. And that's because you didn't see it and you don't see it. And I think even more now, especially like with the black travel stuff that's happening, like there's a great mm-hmm. movement that's going on. Like even I'm not sure if you guys know about the Black Travel Alliance, but they're like really trying to push the envelope. And they say like pull up for travel where it's pushing companies to show more diversity. And the reason why Destination Weddings, you don't really see that is the same thing as with travel. Like if you're looking at sandals.com, I'm not really trying to call out any company, but all of the companies like that, their websites don't have us. Their marketing materials don't have us. When we go on vacation, we spend so much money and we can't experience the resort the way that everyone can. I'm not going and getting my hair done. Like I can get a facial, you know, I can get my nails, I can get a massage, but that's where it stops. Like, (laughs) like ain't nobody, or when you're trying to get, you know, I have my brides that they want to get their hair and makeup done for their wedding. And we have more of a problem where it's like, how do I do that? How do I trust someone who um, understands and you know if you're not exactly. going to Jamaica or another place that really gets us then you're in trouble you're in trouble you're gonna spend some more money for real so yeah so we're working on I'm working to try to make that easier yes yeah <sighs> one day at a time so necessary though mm-hmm. just trying to fill these gaps where we can yes yes well now we are going to dive into our favorite well, one of our favorite parts of the show, which is this or that. Yay. <laughs> this game is sponsored by our friends at Flower Moxie. Um, you can save a lot of money with your flowers by using Flower Moxie. So head to flowermoxie.com slash do to learn more. We're going to play this or that. We're basically, we're going to pick between one option or the other and explain why. And because you are our very special guest, Omi, we're going to let you go first. So, yay. And then Tania will answer. Then I'll start it back over and we'll do quick four rounds. So to get started, do you cry when you're upset or do you just like get silent? And if you do both, which would you say you do the most? I cry all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I am a crazy, crazy crier. I I mean, if I'm really, really angry, I will, you can kind of, you can see everything like because I'm, I'm cheesing crazy right now. I'm happy, but I will, you know, I, I just wear all of my emotions. So I will get quiet very quickly and you can kind of see whatever's happening bubbling, but tears are going to happen. Absolutely. Positively. I don't know how to not cry. I get it from my daddy. I cry like my daddy. Cry, cry, cry. <laughs> All right, nothing wrong with that. What about mm-hmm. you, Tania? <laughs> um, I just get silent, to be honest. Um, okay. I mean, if I'm really, really upset, then maybe I'll cry. Maybe. Maybe late at night. But I'll get silent on you real quick. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure as to why that is, but that's just something that I do. And I sit and like think about, okay, like, why am I upset? Like, you know, like I... I analyze things and then I go from there, you know? So um, I try not to just react. And when you say, I'm sorry, just for clarity, mm-hmm. when you say like maybe at night, does that mean like when you're by yourself, you'll kind of reflect and have those moments? Or- yeah. If I'm upset at someone, then I'm gonna go to sleep. 
But if, <laughs> but if someone is upset at me and like, it all depends on, on the situation. Then of course, when I'm alone, then I'll, you know, have a good cry. But if it's me upset at someone, nah, baby, mm-mm. I'm a roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> I sleep peacefully too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know that's petty for me to say, but that's just me. Uh, you need to teach me that. I gotta tell you. Oh my God. I cannot. Like, I cannot talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not necessarily trying to talk about it. But me not, me crying, me not, I just, I cry. Oh my Lord, I cry. Okay. And- I'm a crier too. <laughs> I think of the two, I'm more, I will, something happened over the last few years where like when I'm really angry, I just cry. I can't like change that. And I hate that I cry. Like, because to me, I'm like, Oh, typical, you know, it looks like women emotional, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's just like, I'm upset, but I cannot process or show you how upset I am, but I'm crying. And you think, I'm in this sweet, you know, this like really vulnerable, like upset. You hurt my feeling stage. And it's like, no, it's bubbling out. It's yes. Bubbling. Like, ugh, I don't know. Like, I think the last maybe seven or so years, that's been a shift. But anywho, hormones. Yay. Um, all right. So Quick thing about that, though, I yes. got a question. I'm sorry. I, uh-huh. I, don't even, I don't think I heard anybody do this ridiculous that I'm doing ridiculousness that I'm doing right now. But uh-huh. Something I will say is that I also hate when I cry, especially if it's something with me and my husband, because mm-hmm. it kind of shifts it. And I don't want to like just because I'm angry, it doesn't I don't want it to feel like I'm crying to get out of this or, to, you know yeah. what I mean? To kind of pull this car where now he can't talk to me or we can't have a conversation because now I'm crying. Like, right. It, that's the one I agree with you on that part. Like that's that's a hard part. So now I just say before, like, just so you know, I'm gonna cry, but it's okay. And I want to talk about this, but I'm just I I can't, you know, you have right. to still validate that and let it be known, like I'm not crying to win or I'm not trying to be, you know, some people you have those yeah. reasons, but they're manipulative and that's not me. I'm just crybaby it's like that's just how my body and my emotions are my brain is telling my you know this is how i'm this is how i'm processing yes yes Yes. all right round two would you prefer to walk on eggshells or offend without a care oh offend without a care Hmm. okay um yeah (laughs) i just I suffer from depression. You know, I have anxiety stuff. I've done a lot of work on just with traumas that have happened in the past. And Mm -hmm. I also have like lupus. So I can't, I've come to understand in my years that stress manifests itself in so many different ways and I will Mm -hmm. really struggle. So as people who I absolutely positively love, but I just can't with the bull. Can you? Yeah. So <laughs> I can't with it. So I just have to put it out there. Um, and at the same time, sometimes offending is not speaking at all. And it's offensive. You know, I'm not dealing. Yeah. I try to talk to you and they work in. So now I ain't got nothing to say. And that's just that's sometimes more offensive. But walking on eggshells just stresses me out too much. And I can't do that. So, yeah, that's my vote. OK. How about you, Tania? Um, I think when I was younger, I used to walk on eggshells a lot, 
but now I'm going to pick the latter. Me at this age, like I'm going to speak up. And I mean, I may offend you. Of course, that's never where my intention lies to offend you, but it may come off offensive. And so, but I think that's better for me, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't want to walk on eggshells around my friends or around my husband or around anybody. I am the opposite. I walk on eggshells. I think I probably do offend people without meaning to offend. But of the two, I think I'm more, I'm going to internalize it. I'm going to just, you know what? I'm not going to like operate in this space or I'm not, I'm a, I'm a retreat. Um, because I just don't want to, I don't want to, ruffle feathers or, you know, like make anyone feel anyway. So if I just stay in my little lane, even though that may be walking on eggshells, let me do that. Cause I've done it for a very long time. So yeah, it's actually very surprising for me to hear that. And I really? think walk on the- <laughs> yeah. I am not. No, no. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you probably don't think I walk on eggshells within our relationship, but when I think of all of the relationships I have, for the most part, I do walk on eggshells. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband and I have this thing where we'd be like, I don't want no problems. Like, that's our thing. When things get to a certain point, it's like, I don't want no problems. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the retreat. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Um, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. I feel like I've lost friends over like over being too open, too honest. Um, uh, Yeah. So I don't know. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I feel the same way. Friends, family members. And for me, Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm just some rude person that's just running around here saying forget everybody's feelings. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, some people, you know, they they do that. But (laughs) I've absolutely lost friends and family members, people that mean the world to me. And I still, and it doesn't mean that like I've had an interaction more recently where it's like, I thought we loved each other. I was like, oh, I love you. I love you. Let's not get that one messed up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just not about to work. Like clearly this just isn't it. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I get it. I, I get it for everybody. And that could change. I'm not like a forever type person either, but I've yeah. walked on eggshells and through my childhood for through my life for a long, mm-hmm. long time. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm old though. So who knows, you know, I feel the same way. I've been, I've been walked on. I've been stepped on. I've been treated any type of way. And I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No. I'm in my thirties now. Y'all not about to do. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the 30s do. I feel like <laughs> yeah, you, know, you start to go, okay, now. Yeah, yeah. All right. This Nothing's what we're not going to do. <laughs> no more. Right. Okay. Round three. So you prefer, okay, being open with your spouse and no one else. So there is a certain level of just like, I will share these things with you, but I'm not sharing it with anyone else or having that same level of openness with your spouse and those that are close to you. So like family, friends, your, your circle. This is kind of surprising to myself, but cause I feel like I'm such an open book, <laughs> but 
my husband is really my favorite person in the world. And there are things that I can feel like I can really only talk to him about. And I'm okay with that. And I love having that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think I would lean more there. But that's probably a testament to like the types of traumas and the things that I've really gone through. It's really, really hard to talk about stuff sometimes um, for me, certain things. So I do have those. I'm kind of like both. Can you say that? It's kind of both, but more if I had to pick one, it would be my husband. Okay. But I'm pretty open, as y'all see later, about everything. <laughs> A whole lot. <laughs> okay. Tania. Mm, if I had to pick one, I would also say my husband as well. Just because not everyone that's close to me has that level of access, even though like, yes, I am open to the people that are close to me, but they don't know everything, you know? And so, you know, I would choose my husband just because I know that he is evolved. (laughs) Um, He don't be talking. And so, uh, yeah, I think I would choose my husband. Okay. Good answer. I, I'll agree Though I feel like I'm kind of like you, Omi, where I think I'm open to most people, but then there is a certain level of openness I think I have with people where it's like, okay, this group, I know I could say this, this group, I know I can say that this person, I know I could, you know, but not this. Mm -hmm. So, but I pretty much know... We'll say like 90% of things, but that last 10% is like, nobody knows but me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. So I mean, I think we're all the same way, you know, because yeah. there are some things that I've taken to my grave, you know. <laughs> I take it to your grave. I'm <laughs> my best, try my damnest to, you know, it might come out, but yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm- right. Like, ooh, I'd be thinking like, ooh, if I get dementia, is something going, is something going pop out? <laughs> So I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled soon, which is crazy to think that it's happening now, but I'm going under. And I just said today, like, look, whatever happens, I'm a liar. If I say some crazy stuff, just know I'm a liar. I ain't mean it. It ain't true. Like, I don't want to be telling myself. Wow. It ain't true. It ain't true. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. (laughs) Okay. So final round. You need 7,500 for a last minute emergency. Do you go to your family with this or do you just figure it out yourself? I need what? $7,500. For an emergency? Mm-hmm. Something came up uh-huh. and maybe it's you got the rest, but you need this last 7,500 or whatever it is. How are you going to handle it? Oh, I don't have anybody in my family I can go to for that. So that's all right. We're we tend to be the people that you call if that gotcha. so it would be great um yeah no nah, we're gonna have to figure that out and you know that's just something that we'd have to do ourselves gotcha okay what about you Tania? i would reach out to my family okay like the whole family or like you said mm-hmm. like certain everybody yeah, only certain people now. <laughs> only certain people. Um, of course, I would go to my parents first, you know, first and foremost. And then and then from there, 
I honestly don't think I would reach out to anybody else. <laughs> I'll figure it out, you know, but yeah, I'll go to my, to my parents first, maybe my brother, but after that, then that's about it. Yeah. I feel that I would say the same, like there's probably two, three people in my family where I'd be like, Hmm, I would reach out if I absolutely needed to. Um, but beyond that, I'm gonna figure it out myself because you know, you only have a handful of people that you could like go to where it's not going to be turned back on you or mm-hmm. like, it's going to be a thing later. And yeah, so that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. So hmm. this is, a good- <laughs> your brain is like, <laughs> I'm like, I got to have a last word or something. It's so stupid. I, I swear it's not on purpose, but I was thinking we do have some friends that maybe, but anyway, family, I think it was a family question. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Gotcha. Well, now we're going to dive into discussing vulnerability with basically those that are the closest to you, whether it's your spouse, your family, your even sometimes your friends. And, you know, when you're going through these life stages, whether it's you're engaged, your wedding planning, or you've gotten married, you bought the house or got the new job or you're you know, just found out you're pregnant or you're trying to get pregnant, whatever the um, occasion is like it, it's a, it comes up and there are some things that you learn later on. And, you know, it's, there are waves to it. It's levels. It's all of these things. And we're really excited to dive into this as, you know, another one of our new waves of wedding and wifey, type of conversations and whatnot so anything yay i'm glad i'm glad that you guys are doing this so yes yay all right so to kick it off when it comes to planning a wedding and a life together emotionally what do you think is the hardest part i think so the hardest part i would say is getting to know yourself and each other and how you guys can kind of work together. And I don't mean something as simple as like, these are your, your strengths and your weaknesses or their strengths and weaknesses. I mean, like your triggers and your values. I think that those sorts of things are what, once you can kind of like figure those out, which is just that, that happens as you go along, um, it helps to figure out how, like who can do what, how you should be talking to each other, what makes the most sense, who should be doing this, who's better at that, how you could communicate what you need, what you don't. Like, it's very, very much like a getting to know yourself and each other and communicating together. Like, if, if that makes sense, like, that's the most difficult. And I don't know that it's ever completely done. I think it's a journey and it changes over throughout your life, throughout your relationship, as things go, like you said, different life events will kind of open up different things. Um, but that's hard and it's so worth it in the end. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I mean, I think like this question is low-key a little bit loaded because it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. okay. <laughs> because I mean, because even, yes, I just got married and yes, we just planned a wedding together, but now we're like trying to figure out how we do life together. And so it's kind of like, as you said, it's a journey. 
not quite sure why that is, but you just journeying <laughs> through this whole <laughs> process. But yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm not even gonna ask the next question because it's like how do you even like why do you think that is like uh, I mean you basically answered it you know no yeah I mean I think it's so much fun too like I'm five years in which make me like the OG for y'all I guess (laughs) (laughs) and we have been through so much but even from the point of just being engaged like first I've known my husband since I was a child we were six and seven once we like first met our siblings have been together forever um so by the time we got into a relationship and you know engaged we have plenty plenty of history but once you're a couple things are just completely different and things kind of open up in a whole other way and while planning you know deciding to go like destination and then you have to kind of find out more about the family dynamics and really about if somebody blows up and that blows up like disrespectful, but you know, if something kind of opens up as a sore spot, then you kind of got to talk about it and you got to figure out why. And then the hard part is being open to doing that. And then, you know, you're having the, you know, things going while planning the wedding and then it's you're married and then you're deciding to like move or, you know, my husband ended up having a stroke in 2019. So you're working through those sorts of things. And then, you know, now we want to have a child and we're kind of talking, that was the thing. And it's just boom, 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 boom. And you're constantly evolving as well. The older mm-hmm. you get, I was diagnosed with like lupus and then, you know, with the business and I got ADHD, like all these things, it's like boom, 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 boom. And it's right. crazy. So it starts when you guys first start dating, but I think it doesn't really get real until that ring comes in. And then it's like this, you know, becomes more cemented and mm-hmm. life be life and I'd be liking y'all. <laughs> it's almost like it completely like starts over again. Like not really, but low key, it's like you're starting over. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah, through each stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so you you pass this level. Like, I'm thinking of video game terms. Yes. Of like, all right, so you beat this first level. So now <laughs> things get a little bit harder, but because you got this far, you got certain things that you didn't access. Like you didn't lock, you know, unlock. Yeah, unlock. It's like- <laughs> this weapon or this extra like you know bonus point thing or whatever that you know so now you got a little bit more moving forward so that was actually a perfect segue to our next question which is basically like what what were some of those hard conversations or those uncomfortable conversations that you and your husband had before y'all got married and like if you don't mind sharing some of those comfort like at least the topics, not necessarily everything that was discussed, but like, because I think it's so important for people to do that. A lot of couples are so afraid of rocking the boat, which makes no sense to me when it's like, you're marrying this person, you need to be able to get uncomfortable. But like, what were some of those conversations y'all had? Yes. I think the big one that anyone who's listening and I know y'all will a zillion percent agree is money. That's always mm-hmm. the most difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Every now and then I've noticed like, oh, I found out with like certain cultures, money is like spoken about all the time, like from childhood. But uh, money was not a thing. I, actually, let me not say that. Money, <laughs> I learned a lot of really bad money habits. So by the time once we got together, 
um, even before we were engaged, there were conversations. I remember him asking me, like, how much is your student loan day? And I didn't know the answer to that. I'm like, I don't know. They all deferred or they all they all spared <laughs> they all over the place. I don't right. know. He's like, you don't know? And I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, and I don't want to talk about it. And, you know, it, it gets like ugly and bad. And I didn't come mm-hmm. from like having a strong base with that. Like I've been at one point out, like I've been homeless and we've kind of like moved around. I went to all these different things. I had no stability in my life. So I came from like the swipe and pray sort of thing or something like what you talking about? You don't know what's in that account. So by the time I came into my relationship, we had to like really sit and talk and he wanted to talk about money and not just talk about money. It's to the point where now I'm okay with it, but we have a monthly money conversation and we go through all of our accounts. We go through our finances. We go through, like, we just look at all the things. Every morning, my husband looks at our accounts, make sure everything is good. Like that kind of thing. He does that. I, I've, you know, I, I've gotten better with it, but mm-hmm. when it's something that's so bad and it was bad for me, my credit score was horrible when we first started dating now and making the work and doing the things and really looking at stuff you can't like improve what you don't understand right um, it was a thing so when you're planning the wedding money you must talk about you have to talk about it you can't just throw out a number and then just wing it you guys should really discuss the things and like one of the first resources that I created for my community was a destination wedding budget spreadsheet, which was like what I'm a crazy spreadsheet person, but we have like our personal ones, like our personal accounts, our personal, like our joint account, but then you have to kind of like go through. So we have our family budget, but then it was like your wedding budget and you have to go through these numbers and see it and you can't just spend crazy. And I feel like that's something that people really struggle to talk about, even in like Facebook groups. It's always funny when some people go like, I need to find an affordable photographer. What the hell is for t- affordable to who? Let's drop right. some numbers on this. Like, it's important for me. Anybody on my show must talk about how much they spent and how they saved it and who paid for it because you see all these grandiose weddings you see all this stuff out here and no one's talking about how much these things really cost so money a zillion percent is so difficult and i think if we all could talk about it we talk to our children about it we talk to our friends about it it would just be so much better so it'd be a really great great world especially in the wedding industry how much people be charging how much did you pay for that how much did that cost Cause they're not going to reveal a lot of that information up front. Like, of course, I mean, marketer and me, I understand they want to capture some information on your side so they could justify X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to put that on their website because they want you to give them something, which is at least a name and an email address so they can follow up yeah. or a phone number. Um, but yeah, a lot of people want to know that. Like, yeah, money is such out. a taboo out. yeah yeah it's such a taboo topic just across the board whether it's in families in relationships planning your wedding no one knows how much anything costs like i did a video on tiktok where i just broke down like this is how much my wedding costs Ooh, wow. give or take i um didn't want to put all of my vendors business out there like that so i kind of padded a little bit and kind of gave some estimates mm-hmm. but i was like i hope this helps somebody 
because this is this is what 70 people less than 70 people this is how much this costs Mm -hmm. both were blown away because they're like oh my gosh i didn't know that anywho yeah no that's real yeah that that's a that's real and you know i i did a full hour like i call them dusty hours where i kind of do coaching but i went through my complete wedding budget i went through the whole thing this is how much my dress costs. This is how much alterations cost. This is how much, mm-hmm. I mean, it's in my community. So it wasn't out there like that. But if you want to find it, it ain't hard to find. You know what I mean? But right. I wish that, and like, I wish that that's how I grew up and it wasn't so difficult. And that was a real challenge. And it's taken years to get to the point to where now it happens. He wanted to have, he, my husband wanted to have this call, this I call it a call, but we sit for like an hour and it's our Chomi, like Chomi, Jay and Omi, our Chomi family budget, whatever um, meeting. And we sit and go through the things and it caused so much anxiety. And also my ADD, like I freak out and I'm bored and I can and all these things. Sometimes right. I drink before or we would do it and then have like brunch after just to kind of ease it because it was so difficult but there was a lot of shame there initially like if you don't come from stuff and then you also have unfortunately people who aren't like happy for you too so you don't want to tell everybody your business because then you don't want people all up in it and hating on you or judging you asking you for this because you got it so it just gets funky um when it's talking about the things but money for sure was a thing what about you, Tania? Did you? Was, was... Money's definitely a thing. Uh, it was a thing back then. It's a thing now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, I mean, granted, like we are both open, yeah. but, but, you know, he's a little bit more frugal than I am. I'm frugal. I thought I was frugal, but nah. <laughs> He is, he'll stand in the line at Walmart and say, y'all need to price check that because online it says $2.99, where's your manager? And there's a long line behind us. Yes, it actually happened. So that's the type of frugal <laughs> that he, <laughs> that's the type of frugal um, me and I married. But yes, um, we are open about money when we have the conversation, but it's not a topic that I'm going to openly volunteer for us to talk about let's just say that (laughs) so yeah yeah I think also like what you need was a thing I came like it it, I wasn't brought up to like matter almost like one of the things I'm always like talking to my community or to people and just really Mm -hmm. I'm like strangers anybody kind (laughs) of like we'll meet people and we're just like having these deep conversations and it's one of those like you matter type moments and it's okay for you to talk or you ever like see that kid who doesn't really want to talk like that. You're like, how you doing? No more. They're just not used yeah. to being able to speak. So if my feelings are hurt or if I'm needing something, being able to like share and talk about that, or if they're not necessarily at their best, being able to talk about that. And with my husband, it was very, very hard for him to see me kind of suffer in times or really like at one point he had to come to me and was like, you just don't look happy. Like, and he took it personal. He felt like it's his job to make me happy, but I was just struggling with losing family members. And even like with the business and I like, 
I started to like have trouble focusing and just these things and they get hard on myself. And I didn't know that I suffered from depression. So I was just kind of like down and didn't understand why. And I have this amazing husband and I'm doing all these things, but it took for him to come to me. Like you just, you don't seem happy. Like you okay. And I was just, initially it was like, what? Like, you know, or if something happens, he asked me, like, how does that make you feel? And no one ever asked me that. So I couldn't, I would get defensive initially, but the reality was really sitting and thinking about it and talking and learning how to articulate my feelings, going to therapy, you know, finding out what's happening with me Mm -hmm. were really, really hard things to do that have helped (laughs) plan, work, you know, go through all of the things. And then it needs to be tweaked sometimes still, you know? So it can be hard to talk about what you need, but then also that you can tell that they need something. Yeah. Not do that. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about being vulnerable to our husbands when it comes to finance, but how about family? Like they extended um, to the immediate family, like, like financing the wedding, you know, having that conversation. How is that? Like, how is that conversation with those people? And do you even have those conversations? Well, I kind of already know, but yeah, but do you have those conversations with your extended or immediate family? (laughs) So I can kind of help with this one because yes, it's understood that we, like we pay for our wedding ourselves. We did not have any help for that. Yeah. Um, But over my years and dealing with my brides and I do coaching as well, there's, you know, I can kind of speak just on what happens and what's there and like the advice that I give and what kind of tends to make the most sense. So first of all, everyone has like the, oh my gosh, how do I ask? (laughs) Like, how do I have this conversation? And it's not, I kind of, it's, it's walking on eggshells, but not really. That's one of those things where it's like how, and with when you're dealing with people, it's kind of like figuring out what's the best way to communicate with them. Are they very defensive? So do you kind of have to come at it from more of like, a, oh, I, I don't really know what to do. So can you help me make them kind of feel like they're helping or they're coming up with the idea. And also just kind of like, it's a, it's a grow up. It's a maturity. I feel like it's a maturity that you kind of have to do. <laughs> yeah. You got to like figure out how to do that. And knowing that if parents or family members are paying for your wedding, there's going to be like a give and take with that. you got to know that they're going to want certain things. You can't say like, it's my wedding and you're paying for it, but you can't invite nobody or something like that. There's going to be certain points and you just kind of have to be able to communicate and go like hey like figure out how to give them a little bit of something but then also get what you need at the same time too when it comes to having vulnerable conversations with family members I can't say that I've been like me personally have been the best (laughs) at it because I've lost a good number of them but I feel like I I feel very confident and comfortable in it. Like I'm that type of person who has to share, like I have to say, I have to do my best. So sometimes it's like, you know, it ain't about to work out. It ain't going to do the way it's supposed to be. It ain't going to respond the way they're supposed to. 
but I still have to try. I have to do it. I have to give you the opportunity to do right, <laughs> which is by right. It's just respecting. It doesn't mean do what I want you to do, but just be right. respectful. Um, and then if you don't, then it's extremely painful, but you kind of have to work through that. So I feel like I just went a whole other, I feel like you asked the question and I just went. I mean, no, but it all, like it all flows together. When you first turn 16 or 17 and you ask them, hey, can you all buy me a car? You know, like that's like a hard conversation. Then about like, okay, well, where do you want to go to college and how am I going to pay for it? That's a hard conversation. So that's like the next, like, so I'm getting married, you know, are y'all going to help me or can y'all help me or, you know, or can you do this for me? Or, you know, I think like those are all kind of hard not hard conversations, but these are things like, these are like the facts of life basically. So I know that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. And I think some of that stuff isn't necessarily brought up until you're in that moment. So it's not like you, as you're, you know, getting closer to that stage, as you're dating, you're like, okay, well, I just know that so-and-so is going to do this or so-and-so wants to help. It's like, you get the ring and then it's like people want to start giving you guest lists <laughs> folks to invite, but it's like, okay, um, <laughs> you want to run me some coin for that? Like I mean, <laughs> whether you have it or not, like, you know, for some it's like, okay, you have a lot of these expectations. Like in the episode that's airing this week with Carrie Ann, the rerun, it's like certain expectations of like living vicariously through your kids so they're trying to have the wedding, trying to relive some of those moments that either they weren't allowed to have or because, you know, society has just changed over the last 20, 30 plus years. How we get married now isn't how they were getting married because right. how they were getting married was being fully funded by their parents, whether mm. their parents had the money or not. Whereas now we have our own money, you know, sometimes or we can pay a significant portion of this by ourselves where sometimes we don't need the family, but you know, all those dynamics and all the stuff that comes along with that as well. So. No, it's funny like listening to you guys too, because I know that it's, I mean, I, I love that we're kind of like all coming from different places because even just the idea that being 16 and being able to ask for a car just sounds like, Oh my God, that would be amazing. So, <laughs> or to have a parent that like for me, I was like the first wedding and my parents got married in like a house and they just kind of like, they just kind of did whatever they could do. Um, And I have an older sister. She got married in the home as well. So I was like the wedding, if that makes sense. And that opened up a whole other thing where nobody put no money aside. Like there was, that was, it wasn't even a, question like it would be it was more and and I also come up with people like that know like it came up the same way I came up but still kind of like how am I supposed to ask my parents if there's money I'm like ah I don't know like can they pay their bills if they can't pay their bills like ah, I don't know but then sometimes you could be surprised where there really are parents who like put the money aside and really do something so it's great if like family members will come. And I will say like, my dad was like, Hey, I want to help you pay for your wedding gown. You know? And that was a surprise. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, all right. (laughs) But I think with all the things is that 
being vulnerable. If you like, it's one of those, if you want something, if you need something, you have to be okay with asking for that and being open with whatever comes from that. And that's like with your, with your spouse, with your family, with your friends, it may not go the way you want it to go, but you did your part in just trying to do what's best for you, which is just asking for what you need, want, um, and going for that, if that makes sense. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Boundaries are hard. Mm-hmm. It's all hard. You don't know how people are going to respond. You really, really have no idea how they're going to respond. And you can't control that at all. No. And that goes with wedding planners and all the things, too, with your wedding vendors. You kind of just got to let them know what you need. And um, it's advocating for yourself in the end with all, with with everything. It's all that. And making sure the vendors you select can advocate for you as well, or Mm -hmm. like on your behalf, because you're not in every single conversation, you know, depending on, say you have a coordinator or planner, what have you, like some of these people are having conversations about your wedding that you're not on because you're working or you're doing something else. And so making sure you have those right people in place for you to really speak on your behalf. And they're not just trying to like, you know, do something for themselves or like, you know, in it for whatever. Um, But they really get. Yeah. 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 Cause we've heard horror stories of like vendors that like try to push a certain amount, even though you've said like, I don't have this. Yeah. So but anywho or they you know they're pushing them out especially like when it's destination weddings these resorts have these you know like everybody has preferred vendors lists but the resorts really really push those Mm -hmm. and not because they're great vendors necessarily but because they get it they get a kickback from that so you have to do your homework and you have to make sure you've got to figure those things out because and the first thing you do is like get the best team that you can like create your team your planner the people who will advocate for you that you can trust. Um, I always say like destination wedding planning and really wedding planning in general is like start a business. You got to hire the right folks that you can trust that are going to be able to be there when you're not there mm-hmm. and do the things you need them to do. And at the rate that you can afford. <laughs> Hello. That, that's the one. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to like your friends, do you find it easy to open up with them? Because, you know, there's this whole like thing about what do you share with your friends? What don't you share with your friends? And then once you're engaged and once you're married, do you share stuff with them? And then like, especially the friends that are still single, like, Mm -hmm. can you tell them things? Yes or no? Like, what you know kind of what are your thoughts around that my thoughts around that are you need to know who these people are and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier but it's like you talk to like how Tania was saying you talk to this person for this Mm -hmm. you talk to this person for that you talk to this person for that you can't bring everything to everybody um and that's how it is like I have certain girlfriends that I know that I could talk to about something as easy as like Everybody don't care about fashion or makeup or Beyonce or something like that. I just got my little Beyonce package, my renaissance, and I am excited. (laughs) Two people got a photo and they were the ones that was like, yes. Okay. Everybody's not going to get that. 
Right. Um, and when it comes to, you know, there's ones when it's like a career conversation or you need that one that's going to really be there with you and be like, yeah, 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 be your cheerleader no matter what. And then the one where when you're crying is going to really be there and be that for you. So you kind of, you learn as you work through your relationships. And if you're lucky enough to have the different spaces and types of friends, then you can do that. And the same goes with, you know, family members as well. So I think it's not easy to have, like, it's it's not easy to figure out who you can talk to about what, when, and feelings do get hurt and you start to learn that, okay, I can't talk to that person about that. I'm not going to do this. This didn't work out how I needed it to, to work out. But I could have called her for this and I'm gonna call Ashley for this and I'm gonna call Tania for this. And, you know, so when it it's, when you're planning a wedding, I think that it can be, it flares up even more and you may find out that some people aren't as happy for you or some people don't know how to be happy for you. Or when you have your single friends, they don't get, things like your your single friends who've never been through a wedding and never been through marriage or even a healthy relationship for that matter they're not going to understand what you're trying to go through because they just haven't been there necessarily so I don't share everything with everybody at all and um it's been it's been a journey in figuring out who you can and can't share those things with. That's real. That makes sense. It mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, no. I-, <laughs> I think it's all about, yeah, like you were saying, knowing who you can tell. You know, I think everybody has like their own friend groups where it's like, this the one that is light, you know, like, she to turn up friend. This one is the, if I need advice on blah, 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 friend. And so going to those respective groups for whatever the thing is, but you're not going to the turn up friend or the good time friend about, you know, like something that happened with say like an aunt or an uncle or like, you know, something that's a little bit more serious. You're going to the friend that like the drop of the dime no questions answered, you know, like, just let me know what it is. I'm gonna show up. Right. So we know who to go to, who to talk to things about. I don't really believe in the whole, you're single. So I'm not going to talk to you about married stuff. I think there's levels of like what you do and don't share, but I think that's just in respect of your relationship, not necessarily, oh, my friend is single. So she's not going to understand. That's fair. Like, to a certain extent. Like, of course, there's certain things that maybe you wouldn't. But, like, this friend might have known you longer than the spouse. You know? So, like... Like, you know you tripping right. Like, hold on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know you should not be... You know you know better. Remember remember back years ago when you did this? Exactly. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. they're sometimes the ones that can hold you accountable because they knew you then. But just because the friend is married or not married, to me, like, that whole... I'm not going to share this amount of information. I'm not going to talk to you about anything. Like, to me, that's just stupid. You got to know, you got to be able to trust your friends too. But I think that's about selecting the right friends. But 
yeah we're not going there yeah and i was just going like you you were um there was something on instagram about it and something else that i do to add to all of the bridal stuff that i do is i'm also mm-hmm. a bridal stylist so mm-hmm. i help brides find their wedding gowns and beholden beholden mm-hmm. um but i've come to even understand even more how bringing like it's about choosing the right people to do certain things so first of all like i have an episode um, with Jen Glance where she's like a professional bridesmaid, bridesmaid for hire. And her number one thing was like, make sure that you're choosing the right bridesmaids. Don't just choose because it's 20 of y'all and you just want them all to be there. And then you're expecting them all to be the exact same person and do the things that you want them to do when that's never been the history of the relationship. That has never, ever, ever been the case or they're going through what they're going through, you know their life, but suddenly it's supposed to all just stop short for you. And you can kind of really play yourself when you're not really going to that root of who that person is, what they're going through, who that person is to you. Um, And then carrying that over to, you know, something as simple as who are you taking with you to find your wedding gown? Like, don't, (laughs) don't, what do you want from this? Like, what do you want from these people? This person is never positive or if this person is not happy about your situation, I've seen the brides just crushed mm-hmm. by people that they love and had no business being there at right. all. So when you're specifically getting married, I think you start to learn a lot, but it also requires a lot of thought on your part too, because you have to make sure that you're doing the right things for you and your partner. And the same thing goes with grooms too. Because a lot of best men have been dropping the ball, especially lately too. They dropped the ball too. It ain't just the bridesmaids at all. That is true. Who are you guys to each other? Because I know y'all have been friends. So who who are you guys to each other? I feel like I call Ashley if I need some real sound advice. Like she won't sugarcoat it. That's why I was kind of surprised when she said like, oh, yeah, like I'm on eggshells because I'm like, bruh, you are never on eggshells <laughs> with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even if you feel like you are, you're not. <laughs> like, this is the eggshells version, believe it or not. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, Ashley's always going to keep it real with me, like no matter what. Um. If she thinks what I'm saying is stupid, she's going to say that's stupid or that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) But it's the same. I think it's because, too, we've been in each other's lives for multiple decades. So we've seen (laughs) the evolution. Like we know how both of us got to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Whereas like some friends came in only like within the last 10 or 15 years or or less than that, you know? And that's not to like shape those relationships or those friendships because they yeah. all have their place. But like, yeah, Tania was always like the sweet little nice one. And then we went to Miami. <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, I feel like Tania has just, like she's not, she doesn't have to be the little, you know, sweet, nice to the people that she's let in, you know, mm-hmm. so she could like, you know, peel that layer back and be more of the, okay, yeah. that's stupid. Like I was going through 
I deleting stuff off my phone over the weekend. And I came across some screenshot from some Snapchat Snapchat conversation we had in like 2015. Oh, lordy, lordy. And what Tania was talking about, and like, I don't know who she was talking about, but I was like, I don't have to find this, send it to you. Cause I was like, one, I don't even remember you talking like this, but <laughs> whatever it was, it was just like, this is not the Tania everybody sees. Mm, so, okay. yeah. I think, you know, it's it's good to have, you know, the OG friend that like knows you and can just like keep it real with you. But you also know that like what they're saying comes from a place of love, even if you don't necessarily like what they're saying. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. For how they're saying it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we are not yes, going there. We, we are there. not going there. <laughs> Don't you have to go to class? <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Okay. So what advantages did you see in your marriage that came from having some of those harder conversations before you were married? Mm, is, this is going to circle back to the first thing. But once like being vulnerable and sharing the things and opening up to him and really to each other just made things much easier. You started to kind of, you, you understand how to deal with that person or how, you know, how to broach this topic or how, you know, not to, or when to broach this topic at the same time too. Uh, I feel like all of those things make sense. Like while you're planning your wedding, you're talking about, like we had a lot of family drama, which could be a whole other episode to talk about, <laughs> like literally just the things that went down. So we lost a lot of relationships that meant, meant a lot to us. And we had a lot of conversations about those things and working through them and how they make us feel and why we feel the way that they we feel. So now I kind of, you know, if something's happening later on that you figure out how to deal with that person. My husband is very analytical. You need to basically have, he's going to have so many questions. He loves to talk. I was telling him he should have been here with me because he's like, he loves to talk about feelings, emotions, all the things and loves that. But I'm not that person really, or I can kind of struggle with that sometimes. And for him, I learned that like in order to start like the podcast, I had to put together a full business plan. He never asked me for that. And there was like an episode of something, some, some reality, something. Anyway, I put together a full business plan because I knew he had all of the questions. And in order for him to feel comfortable with my decision to not continue to be a trademark paralegal and to push forward and start this, I needed to really do my due diligence. And it wasn't a matter of permission for things is just a matter of we're a partnership. So we need to agree with that. I need his support on these things. So it's just like how to talk to each other and moving forward with anything. Sometimes I'm way overprepared, which is great because I, I got my whole 10 reasons as to why I need to, we need to do this. And I come to him and he's like, okay. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That was only point one. I got I got way more. Wait a minute. You know, so I think that understanding how they work makes things that much easier. I knew that with planning our wedding, music means the world to him. So that could be the thing that he definitely does. He also 
loves to see all the things. He's a lawyer, so he edits, edits, edits. And I had to, he edited the crap out of our invitations. Like I just brought it like, look what I did. This is so great. And I talked about this. We did like a a series about our destination wedding on YouTube. And we talked about how he really hurt my feelings. And I had to know like, oh my gosh, this is who he is. And this comes Mm -hmm. from love, as y'all were saying. Um, and he had to learn, like, okay, she's sensitive about her stuff. She's creative. So, you know, and now moving forward, we kind of figure out how to do those things. He is hard to read for people. His poker face is strong and mine is non-existent. I know call it weak. It doesn't exist at all. And just kind of, so now I know how to, it's one of those like kind of like knowing how to get what you want, but not in a manipulative way, just how to ultimately the goal is for our home to be the safe space and the happy space and where we can communicate with each other and do all the things. And with wedding planning, we went through so much to do all of those things. Like even with the guest list, who's doing what, how can we make sure that we feel good about who's coming to our wedding or like Mm -hmm. who's not coming to our wedding. And we went to therapy before to prepare for not having our, you know, we didn't have mothers at our wedding. There were, we did not have our mothers and we were worried about how we would feel. So we went to therapy for that sort of thing. And we've done so much work individually. He went to therapy. I went to therapy. And then we also went to therapy together and lots of work, but now at this point it's just like it's awesome well we never need therapy again I'm sure that's not the case at all but we have a really really great foundation and really wedding planning did that for us and I feel like destination makes it a little bit more like ups the ante because you want people to act right which is always an issue in all weddings that's like the big thing people don't be acting right you ask them to travel and you ask them to coordinate and do certain things and be in certain places and look at the website and, and talk to this planner and make sure you do this and wear this and pack that and get your passport. And you're just asking for so many more things, spend way, way, way more money sometimes. Um, and it can just get kind of crazy. So now coming out of it and anyone who comes out of it after having their conversations and growing you're just that much stronger and now it's like I still cry back to the beginning I cry cry all the time (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's it makes having the harder conversations that you have down the line the ones that are expected and unexpected makes it a little bit easier because you know you know this space in a sense right like you know how safe your person is in terms of what you can say, what you can't say, how they react, um, how they process things. Yeah. And it, it's like wedding planning is so stressful. No matter oh. what you do, people is hilarious to see how, like I see on TikTok from time to time, people are like, I thought destination planning was going to be easier. And oh, it's like, Lord. oh no, it's just, it's, <laughs> you made it. <laughs> It's a different, it's a different headache. It's, it's, it's a, it's a different headache, but it's still a headache. Like, I mean, it'll still be worth it when it's all said and done, but there's still so much. So like wedding planning in itself is so stressful. It's not accurately portrayed online or, I mean, on TV, 
you think it's fun, you think it's giggles, you think it's light, fluffy, airy. It is hard work, and but it's really a good testament or like a good beta version of some of the hard stuff and the things you have to do when you're actually married. Yes. Because it's like, yeah, you're building up to like a day or a weekend or whatever the experience is, but then y'all got stuff, you know, and whether it's family stuff that's popping up at the same time that might've been bubbling while y'all were engaged or bubbling beforehand mm. or like maybe it's friend stuff or like, you know, health things that you can't plan for, like work things. Someone can get laid off. Like there are so many things that you're just not prepared for. Um, but yeah, I think like definitely having some of those harder conversations earlier makes it easy. But I will say too, sometimes you can have those hard conversations and then still be taken by surprise at what can happen afterwards. Like you can have some of those hard conversations, but maybe like how we were saying, once you're engaged, you kind of start over. And then once you get married, you kind of start over. Mm. Maybe like some of that info wasn't fully divulged in the Mm. relationship. Maybe a little bit more comes out in the engagement period or maybe you find out in the engagement period, but then once you get married, then it's like, well, you told me you had debt, but she ain't tell me you had $60,000 worth of debt. I mean, for example, right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I knew you had student loan debt, but some people's student loan debt is like, Oh, I just have $10,000. And some people it's like, Oh, that's a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're not paying. No, it's like wedding planning, destination wedding planning, no matter what it's, boot camp right that's just mm-hmm. it's like straight up is life relationship boot camp you're working the muscles you're building the muscles mm-hmm. you still have to get to that point and you're kind of like always in that space and you may like injure yourself while you're working out which is like but right. you got to work through that rehab and, <laughs> and then come yeah. back and rebuild some more but exactly. yeah we definitely had to have all types of conversations um and i think it's important to do that and really i I can take responsibility and say that when we were getting married through our whole relationship, we did not want children. We did not. Like mm. I was one of them like, Ooh, Ooh, Oh, hell. <laughs> we were that couple that was like, ah, nah. I absolutely positively flipped the script and changed my mind. And mm-hmm. it came quick and it came hard. Ash. Like it came hard and had to have a conversation with him. You know, I was like, I know that this is not what we agreed to. And I completely understand if this is not what, but I have to share with you and tell you how I'm feeling. And one of those things where I was telling them, like, I, um, you know, we, I was making little jokes, like, this is something about having a baby. He was like, all right, I'm like, what? Like, I got angry. And he was like, wait a minute, wait, you're serious. Like, it was a whole thing. And it took a while to have those conversations and we had to deal with, it, again, it was a trauma thing and you didn't really grow up seeing yeah. what we wanted to see. And, you know, we've come to realize that we love who we are and we trust who we are and we can do this. You know, we Aww. feel like it's something that we want to do. But when I tell you we were getting married, we had the conversation. We had all these conversations. How do we feel politically? How do we feel religiously? How right. do we feel financially? Where are we going? We knew the money. We knew the things. Um, and I still changed my mind and I made a ginormous mistake financially once we were married and I couldn't come to him immediately. So I went to that friend 
you know, you, you know that friend that you can talk to. I was like, yeah, I messed up. What do I do? Help. How you do this? What do I do? And I went to him to talk to him, but things happened. So it was like, that was boot camp. Right. Boot camp. But just know that you're going to constantly be on a journey and maybe you learned you could do a 5K and then you go into that 10K and then mm-hmm. you may hit the little marathon. You're like, it's, it's going to keep going, but you know, you get stronger and that's fun. You get stronger together. I love that. Yeah. You know what? We actually great time, by the way. Just Yay! Good. I am too. I am too. I um I'm so like I think that's even a good like a, a space we could dive down in with mm-hmm. you saying how like, you know, we did not want kids and now we want you know, like now we have opened up to that. Mm-hmm. Um because I think a lot of things a lot people forget that marriage is an evolution that you take on with another person because you as an individual you are already going to evolve the person you are today is not the person you were 10 years ago or even five years ago or the person you were at the beginning of your relationship right like (laughs) you change over time and Tini and I were talking about um you know just like when we notice things with you know like we may see something on Instagram where it's like, maybe somebody is going through a separation or, you know, someone's, someone passed away or like whatever the thing is, like the things that you just, you don't plan for. And when you first get married, you don't think these things are going to happen sometimes in the way or the time in which it does. And so it's just interesting because part of some of the things that occur are due to these changes, the evolution of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And people just forget that. I think so much that like, you don't, the person that you marry by textbook is not always the same person five years, 10 years down the line. There may be some core foundational things that are the same, right. but there may be quirks. There may be a TV show that that person used to love. And now that person does not want to see that television show ever again, or hear that song again, or, you know, like maybe they really want to, you know, hike, you know, like go through a hiking vacation or something. That's like them in the woods for several days. Or like I was hearing about there's somewhere in Canada where there's like a path and a trail. And then there's these like little cabins that you could just like pop into sleep overnight and then just keep going on your trails. Not anything you have to like formally book oh, wow. because it's just kind of, they know you in the woods, you outside, you need here's it. a, here's a refrigerator. Here's a bed. Here's a bathroom. Wow. Keep it going. Um, so people change, people want different things. And I think it's so interesting about the evolution of just like who we are as people and the things that we want and don't want and how we, you know, we shift our minds. I think that's just interesting. And yeah, that's something we can talk about later. Anywho. No, it really is. And just, I will say like, I've, I tell my, I say brides because most people that need it is brides, but I tell them that whenever they say like, I ain't signed up for that. You kind of did. Yeah, but you did, you know, in a way, you know, there's, and it's like the foundation, it makes sense, but it, it's all coming from love. It's all coming from respect. But hopefully my husband is not the same person that he was five years ago and he will be a different man five years later. We just, it, you're growing, um, hopefully for the better, <laughs> right? But yeah, you're coming together. And I really, really felt so guilty 
for that. You know, and now, you know, I'm 37 and we're trying to have a child and this is all early into, this is all brand new early for us, but like mm-hmm. we went fertility stuff. And now I'm like, I've got him okay with this, not okay, but like wanting this as well. And what if I can't give that to him? And like, you know, you get all of these extra things and, you know, right. he's here for the long run and I'm here for the long run. And it's, instead of coming at it from like a, I agree to this and this is all that. It's just so much more fun watching each other grow. Like I'm so proud of the man that he's mm. become. And I'm so excited to see like every birthday I get, I really say it like, I'm so excited to see like who you're going to be next year and what's going to happen. And it's just more fun, you know? So have fun with it. Y'all, yeah. y'all just have fun. Oh, I love that. Okay. So on the flip side of that, do you think there are disadvantages to being vulnerable? Getting your feelings hurt is a disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Very true. And if you're being vulnerable to the wrong people, the types of pain that you can kind of be opening yourself up to, and I'm not trying to be like, scare anyone out of doing it, but just keeping it completely funky, like, it can really mess with you. And that's where it becomes a thing of like, you have to sometimes separate yourself. You can't just keep being vulnerable to people who don't deserve that or respect that or handle you the way, give you what you're giving them. Because if you're just out here willy-nilly being vulnerable, you are just setting yourself up for a world of pain. Um, So I feel like that's a huge disadvantage. And in my case, like I've I've lost some people that really, really are important. Like I haven't talked to my mom since I got married in 2017 and I haven't mm-hmm. spoken to my mother since 2016. Mm. Um, and a part of that was me sharing what I needed and it not working out in my favor, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did a post about that on my um on my blog, on my website, that, like that. really, yeah. really dug into what that did. And I kind of did it in like an A to Z thing, talking about like anxiety, bees for boundaries. See, like I, I dug through all the things and it's been very helpful to others. And I, that's why I did that. I didn't do that to drag anybody and I didn't do it to get all nasty, but it's, you go through real real things and the bulk of it like some people will be like oh you know I, sh- I just should have never even let's see that's why I don't even do this that's why I don't open up that's why I don't ask for stuff because I don't want these but it just would have been way more painful the other way so I think that right. sometimes you got to go through those things to grow mm-hmm. who knows I'm, you know that relationship could you know come back it could be something different I'm not like a forever type person but um it can hurt I think, I think that, and if you think you're being vulnerable, other thing, some people think they're being vulnerable and they're just being assholes or they're, can I say that? Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> just because you tell them, it's one of like, it's the truth. Just because it's the truth doesn't mean that it should be said or it should be said, but it still needs to come from love. Right. Something with respect, you know, Hello. you want a positive outcome and, ultimately is what you want you know and people I feel like y'all have talked about that before and that could be a problem too because you think you're being vulnerable and you're just not you don't you don't know what you're doing right it's it's the wall that you've put up or it's like a 
kind of a boundary you've set for yourself where it's kind of like a shield of sorts where it's like, I don't want anyone to poke back at me necessarily sometimes for what I'm dishing out. So here's this, here's this little protective layer. We're not going to break down why I am the way that I am. Mm. Like I've had this conversation with family members about other family members too. Like don't act this way because when you do this, you are making this person feel this. And you know that when you do these things that triggers this with this person. Well, I don't understand why. They should feel like that then. Exactly. And it's like, maybe they be just too sensitive. Exactly. And I'm like, this person has been this way for decades. This person Mm -hmm. is older than both of us. You know, like it's hard. It will take a lot of time, but also that means this person is compassionate. And essentially what you're doing is trying to take advantage of them, whether you mean to or not. Mm. Yeah. But you know, like family, those, those, those conversations that, you know, I'm not going to like, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to change a thing I'm doing because mm-hmm. that's how I am. And that person needs to change. Yeah. And who do they think they are asking me to be somebody? If that whole who do you think you are thing, and that goes into like when you plan a wedding, people, who do you think you are? I can't, mm-hmm. I can do. No, you can't do whatever you want to do. And that's where the planning a wedding, going back to that, is that beginning of like, this is about us. This is what we want. And that whenever someone does, who do you think you are? You just need to let them know who you think who mm-hmm. you are. But that's some real stuff. I'm just me. I'm just who, how, how dare you? How dare, how dare right. you be? I'm just at what? Like, okay. All right. That's when you walk away. That's when you pull it to me and just all right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've sleep. checked I'm out. <laughs> right. I'm going to sleep. Peacefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. So final question. And honestly, I feel like we could really just keep going because there's so, so many, so many layers to this. And of course, this is just your first episode with us. Like we're definitely, we got to have part, part, whatever. Yeah. Part part some more. It's a lot of things we got to (laughs) break down. Um, But knowing what you know now, seeing the person you are today and the journey you've experienced as not only a wife, but a person, a friend, a sister, a daughter, all of the things that you are, a business person, you know, a stylist, a media mogul, all of the things. Yes. Yes. We're putting it out there. I received that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Like what advice would you give the fiance version of yourself? Mm, I would tell myself that you are enough. Know that you are amazing. Mm. Uh, Know that you're only going to get better. Um, And it's like, it's one of those, like, it's okay. I think, I don't know if you watch like RuPaul's Drag Race, but this feels like one of those moments where they'd be like, hey, this is the child. What would you tell to this child or whatever? Everybody get all the But I would tell her that it's you're gonna go through a whole lot and you've been through a whole lot and it's just gonna make you that much better you know it's worth it but more than anything else you are enough you are amazing you deserve that man you deserve that relationship 
You deserve people that love you and respect you and see you for the wonderful person that you really are. Um, and yeah, keep going. Like these people need to hear from you being my, you know, community and you're going to do some like really great things, but only if you keep being yourself and sharing your story and being okay with your story. I feel like that, like an insecurity has been like a common thread and like a fear. And anytime that I have been afraid of something um, and even still pushing forward has only helped others. And that's like, I would tell myself something I didn't know then is that helping people is your, is what keeps you going. So if you can really zoom into helping others, you will save yourself a whole lot of <laughs> heartache. Goodness gracious, so much heartache. So oh. yes. That's, that's so, so yeah. That's so kind. I feel like maybe the younger versions of all of us were a little a little harsh mm. on ourselves, you know, like like we had to get it perfect the first time. Yeah. Or things kept piling up and it just felt like things were hard, you know, like, but we see the other side saying everything is perfect and roses and things like that. But it's like, just hold on. Yeah. It's supposed to happen. Right. Uh, And even stuff that I have to tell myself, even still is like, just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, am I being completely honest right now? My show has been on hold for so long because I, struggle with my editing and getting my intros right and just feeling all right and okay like that makes no sense because I'm holding on to amazing content that my community loves and Mm -hmm. quite frankly it doesn't even need an intro and I'm really at this point like just throw it out there you know but you're more critical of yourself so critical so critical but that's because I did not grow up with you know the opposite like a big part of having a child is it's gonna be like I've watched some, you know, interviews of really successful people and they had people in their lives that were like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You got this. There's nothing you can't do. Like all of that kind of stuff, pouring that into a child from the beginning and moving up instead of like, shut up, get out of here. What you doing? What about me? How about that? I can't, you know, not saying that it's bad. Whatever. I don't have to give no disclaimers. (laughs) It was what it was. And now I'm 37 years old. 37 y'all 37 37 years old and I'm still you know working with the affirmations and trying to be that person and get that and move with it and I feel like it's you know it's it's just that much more special once you're kind of when you get those moments and the affirmation and the yay thank you so very much and I appreciate you and I love you and uh, that's why I want to be a mom. I want to be a mom because I trust myself and I love myself and my relationship is so fire that I just want to be able to raise a human and pour mm-hmm. the love that we have in this home with that person. Like to be able to say something like that. Yeah. And be like, oh, feel guilty or you'd be like, well, what about me? Yeah. And, you know, so yes, that's what I would tell myself, my fiance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you gonna you gonna lose a whole lot of people, but you gonna gain so many more. That's Ooh, you gonna gain so many more, so many more way, like so many. Yeah, yeah. that is so real. 
like sometimes you see people show up for you that you had no idea and the folks sometimes you thought would have showed up for you don't Mm. that's a hard lesson but yeah definitely be appreciative of those that do yeah like focus on those focus on those yeah focus on those Sometimes it's hard, especially when you're in that moment where those things are still actively happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's yeah, easier said than done by far. For sure. Way For easier. sure. All right. Vendor, vendor love, vendor love. Okay, now we're gonna move into the wedding vendor love. Omi, who would you like to shout out this week? Well, <laughs> uh, I will say, yes, that Beholden, B-H-L-D-N is First of all, I'm at Behold in Atlanta in Howland Mills. So if anybody's in Atlanta and is looking for a wedding gown, come holla at me because I'm amazing and I love what I do. Um, but beholding gowns specifically are affordable. I wish I knew about them when I got my gown. My gown was $4,000 and we don't have a gown that's over maybe like 24 might be the most expensive, but we also have a $250 wedding gown. Like it's wildly um, great. And they go from sizes zero, some double zeros, all the way up to like 26. And it's very, very inclusive, really, really great stuff. And if you're ever last minute, you can literally have a gown overnighted to you because they're in the warehouse waiting on you. So I will say that. And an happy couple, and I'm specifically not calling out actual vendors because I love all of my Dusty Pros and the vendors. And it's so hard, so hard to pick one. But Happy Couple, the wedding website company, I absolutely positively love as well, especially for destination weddings. But there are so many different tabs and things that you can do. And you also can like see when people log in onto your website. Um, when they say I didn't get the invitation, you can actually see that they did because there's a code and they don't know that you can see what they're doing. So that's another thing that I love. And then the Destiny Guide to Destination Weddings. <laughs> can I can I show myself out too? Yes, we we're gonna give you a chance in a second, like but go for yes. Oh. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> like if you are a YouTube girl, head to YouTube. If you are a podcast girl, go to your favorite podcast platform. Like yes. I'm there. I try to you be got merch. Go get you some shirts. <laughs> like I'm so yes, you are so needed. I'm uh, so glad you were here. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. I do mm-hmm. love what I do. I offer coaching services. I have a community. I have just opening up a membership of community tiers. So if you want to get more access to me and more answers, I have that too. Uh, and then I do have Dusty Pros that um, I'm, you know, work with to help to figure out what makes the most sense for who. But I can't. I love you all, and I can't choose, so I can't do that. I can't do that. Who I do? I love y'all <laughs> so very much. So now nah, y'all are awesome. This is this is just your platform is is everything. So it's so mutually received. Like from the first time that we connected and like we're on the phone, it's just like you feel like someone we've known for such a long time. And the way that you celebrated us really meant a lot because you know, like we hear about it all the time where everyone feels like it's it's either me or no one, you know. And there's room for all of us. We're all providing different perspectives, different lenses. And someone needs that. 
someone needs it. And so from day one, like we have been so, so appreciative of everything that you've like, every conversation we've had, every interaction we've had, like, it's always been love. And it, and we're so glad you're here, like uh-huh. in Atlanta, <laughs> so we can actually like get together. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, truly, truly. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And the thing that's I think is like lost on people is also that us coming together and being the same. And even if we were doing the exact same thing, it's that much more important for us to see that we're not alone and we have the same sorts of experiences. So doing the same thing is not even a bad thing, especially as for us, it's not even much many of us in this community anyway. So you just need to see, and you need, sometimes you got to hear it. You got to hear it again. You got to hear it again before it really sinks in. So I love what exactly. you guys are doing. I'm here for the support. I appreciate y'all because y'all keep me going too. Um, and you've been, yeah, y'all, y'all are amazing. And I love what you do for the community and it's specifically like the hue <laughs> on the melanated, <laughs> on the black love. Like I love what y'all are doing. So yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I am shouting out an amazing photographer that is based in Birmingham, United Kingdom. His name is Christopher. I hope I pronounced your last name right, but Apokoje. But his name is Christopher. He is this really talented photographer based in Birmingham, United Kingdom, but he's free to travel. So please, by all means, do not feel limited. If you look at his photography, so his company is called Zeal Photography. It is mind-blowing. Like, this is just really, really beautiful work. And please know, I do not shout out everybody's photography here because I I honestly just don't want to shout out any anything or any vendor that I feel like I wouldn't look up if I were in need of a photographer. His work, like I said, is just simply gorgeous. Find him on Instagram at Zeal Photography UK. So Zeal, Z-E-A-L Photography UK. Please know we'll also be plugging this. So yeah, Zeal Photography UK on Instagram. Website is also zealphotography.co.uk. Again, really, really beautiful work. Very high end. If you have an eye for really great photography, if that's an important vendor um, to you, this is definitely someone you should consider. So who are you going to shout out this week, Tania? I am also going to shout out a photographer by the name of Trin Forbes. Hopefully we have not shouted her out before. Um, If we have, I'm going to go ahead and shout her out again. Um, she's based out of D.C. Her photography is really beautiful. She definitely knows how to capture her subjects well. And so, again, she's based out in D.C., but of course, everyone travels. She's an educator, mentor, and a speaker, and she is a destination photographer. You can find her on Instagram at Trend. And that's T-R-E-N-E-F-O-R-B-E-S photography. And you can also find her at trendforbes.com. All right. That's who I have this week. Um, anything else you want to plug? Mm. So anything else I want to plug? So I have the Dusty Guide to Destination Weddings 
podcast, mm-hmm. um, also the YouTube channel. But I, what I would love to do is put mm-hmm. together a page on my website is Desti Land. So that's like D-E-S-T-I dot land. But I would love to do Desti dot land slash QI do. Okay. And be able to provide resources to your community. The budget spreadsheet for anyone who's kind of working through planning their wedding. But then yeah. also what I'm dropping very soon is the full spreadsheet, which is, you know, I always say like partner one needs to work out their budget. Partner two needs to work out their budget. You guys need to sit together and drink or do whatever it is that y'all need <laughs> to talk about those things. Uh-huh. Then talk about your wedding. So I think that would be helpful to, I know you're doing wives and fiancés and all the things and we just need to get comfortable talking about the things that really make us uncomfortable, y'all. So for sure, you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on the show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on huidu.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsari on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week. <laughs>